encouragement that you need to make it through these difficult times. Today's message is a continuation from the past few weeks' messages out of Romans chapter 8. How many of us like to hear groaning? Familiar to any family road trip are groans of, Are we there yet? I'm hungry. He has his feet on my side. There are many more examples, but you get the picture. Groans are expressions of discontent, pain, or despair. The passage that we're looking at today depicts three such groanings. Our topic today is groaning while waiting. The passage today comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 27. Let's go to the scriptures. Verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have, been, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we eagerly await the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. Now the hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The first groaning comes from creation. How does this happen? Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. In the beginning, God's creation was glorious and perfect. See Genesis chapter 1. But look around. There's disease, decay, death, and natural disaster. But it wasn't always that way. Verse 20, For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Notice that it was God who allowed his perfect creation to be subjected to futility. Why would he do this? Romans chapter 5 verse 12 explains that sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin. Death and dying entered this world because of man's sin. Nature didn't sin. The plants and animals didn't sin. Man's sin. But God allowed that ripple effect of man's sin to affect the rest of creation, so all of creation currently groans. But it won't be that way forever. Verse 21 says, Because the creation itself also will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. In the meantime, creation is leaning in with anticipation, groaning, awaiting for the revealing of the sons of God, that is, when Christ returns for his own. The next groaning mentioned comes from the believer. Verse 23 says, Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Why do we groan eagerly awaiting for the redemption of the body? Well, we are all too familiar with aches and pains that weren't there in our youth. Vision problems, circulation issues, and memory lapses seem to increase as we age. These things and more are a part of the groaning because they ultimately trace back to the degenerative effects of sin. But the main idea is that we groan because of our sinful human natures that we still have, even as born-again believers. 
even though we have the first fruits of the Spirit, that is, the indwelling Holy Spirit, the promise of what's to come, we still groan because of the indwelling sin nature. But that groaning won't last forever either. We look forward to the redemption of our bodies. In heaven, we will have glorified bodies, not subjected to sin or the effects of sin. We won't even have to worry about having bad thoughts about that person that we don't get along with. You're going to automatically love them. There will be no more groaning in any way. And this passage tells us that this is a sure hope. See verses 24 and 25. That's when the adoption process of becoming mature sons and daughters in the family of God will be complete. But right now, the believer groans awaiting for that redemption body. The last groaning is from the Holy Spirit. Verse 26 says he makes intercession for us with groanings too deep for words. You'll see that we have two intercessors praying for us. In verse 34, we will read that the Lord Jesus, who is even now at the right hand of God, makes intercession for us. And here in verse 26, we saw that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. So we have an intercessor in heaven and one intercessor in us. So why does the Spirit groan? Verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. The word here for weakness refers again to our sinful nature, which is the real root of our problem. Because of that indwelling sin, we may not pray as we should. At times, we may not even know how we ought to pray. Sometimes we may even pray outside the will of God. How wonderful it is to know that the Holy Spirit is within us praying for us the right way. Notice that his groanings are beyond our expression and speech, but they are real and they are effective with God because they are in line with God's ultimate purpose for our lives to make us holy and perfect. And all of that will become a reality in the future. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for creation as we know it declares your glory. We know it groans because of our sin, and we are sorry. We too groan because of sin's effects on our bodies and our fellowship with you, and for that too, we are sorry. We ask that you forgive us and restore us to right relationship with you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that intercedes for us in our weaknesses. So help us to fix our eyes on you as we await the redemption of our bodies. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Join us here Monday through Friday for more devotions from the Bible Fellowship Church pastoral staff and on Sundays for our services streamed live on YouTube or on Facebook. You can join us in person now on Sundays for service at 9 and 11. Please go to our website, www.bfcsebring.org, for the links to services and other resources. Have a blessed day.